So Donald Trump in town, Joe Biden was in town yesterday. Does that move the needle for these discussions? Do either of them being there move the needle for these discussions in a way that we're going to get to the end of the strike? I, I don't I don't know that it does. I, I'm I'm not sure that it does. But they're here. And Donald Trump isn't going to be on the debate stage tonight. And that looms large. Donald Trump, though, has got a double-digit lead over Joe Biden as we stand today. So uh, is there really an incentive for him to do it? I don't know. It doesn't appear to be. But this debate, I think, is an opportunity for these candidates to, to roll the dice a little bit, gamble. Take an opportunity here to try to gain some support. And if you don't, well, you may just be ending your campaign a little sooner than you would like. Rod's in Northville. What's up, Rod? I was wondering if Trump wasn't allowed to run, who do you think his supporters would vote for? That's a good question. Um, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if Ramaswamy's got the cachet. I, I guess my, my like initial thought is Nikki Haley, but it's certainly not Mike Pence. It ain't Chris Christie. I don't know that it's Tim Scott. So I don't know. Is it Nikki Haley? Who do you think? I was thinking it might be Ron DeSantis. You know, the weird thing about Ron DeSantis is like Trump folks, every all the Trump's like hardcore Trump supporters that I talk to do not like Ron DeSantis. So I don't I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it would be. I don't know. No, it was a question that I haven't heard discussed any place on any of the talk shows and like that. And I'm a Trump supporter, but I would either consider Haley or Ron DeSantis. All right. That was just, it's just a, it, it, interesting was. thought, Rod. Thank you. Dave's in Rochester. What's up, David? Chris, uh, a couple of cleanups on aisle five today. All right. Drop the program you keep repeating. Trump has a double-digit lead. He does not. Go to either one of the 538 or uh, RCP, Real Clear Politics, and one, it's about even. You pull out, and that includes that, that poll that the Washington, the uh, uh, ABC, Washington Post says. Now, yeah, that's what our, our, our sample extrapolation of only 830 voters came out, but it's probably a outlier. They forewarned everybody. So the last two polls, in fact, economists, Biden up by five, morning consult, the, 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 this is since Sunday, those two polls, Biden's up by plus one. So Dave, Dave this is semantics. Yeah. My point is Donald Trump is in this thing. And if you want to take two poll, if two different polls, I'll take another poll. What does it matter? My point is this guy's in the mix. It's it, he, this, th- th- he's in the mix. He's this is fourteen months, four, 13 months. It's a guy who's now. been indicted four times. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But but he's he's got support. Joe Biden's support is failing. Donald Trump's support is strengthening. Well, this is this is 13 months out from the fair. Okay. I mean, you're right. We know, what it, we, we know what happens when things tighten. We know what happens. Totally. On polls about the economy when they're taken after a perceived bad event, how long it takes to register with the public. 
and I'll give you specific years and presidential. No, and that's fine. Dave, I got right I, I got to run, but I, that's a fair point. My my point is is that whether or not he's 10 points up or 1 point up or 1 point down, my he is very much in the middle of this thing. He is very much neck and neck, okay? If you want to average it out, let's say that he's right let's say they're in a dead heat. Okay? I mean, fine, whatever. But my point is Joe Biden isn't doing a good enough job right now. And Donald Trump is gaining support. Joe Biden was was out in war in in Wayne yesterday on the picket lines. First time we've seen a president, a modern American president, join a picket line. Another presidential hopeful, Asa Hutchinson, who is not going to be on the debate stage tonight, is in Detroit today talking to auto folks, as is Marianne Williamson, who's running against the incumbent for Joe Biden's seat, and she joins us. Marianne, good to talk with you again. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Are, are you on the lines today? Did you join the picket line? I sure did. I was in Wayne, and it was exciting. It felt really good to be there. It was very exciting. What was the vibe that you were getting from the rank and file? Very positive, very strong, very confident. They're there for as long as it takes. There's, it feels like a winner. You know, Sean Payne has just had such an effect. And um, they're, they're, you just were in the presence of people who knew what they were doing. They weren't going to stop. And uh, they're going to make it happen. It was very inspiring, actually. Did you um, did, did you hear that? So Sean Fain said that if we don't get any more meaningful progress in these talks, they're going to add more plants, more locations to this stand up strike. Were you able to get his ear at all just to gauge where where he was at as the as the head of the union? No, I was very close to him, actually, and close to him in the sense of the people that I was with. But uh, obviously, he's very busy in terms of what you just said. That's what he's been saying from the beginning. I mean, that's what the whole stand-up strike is about. We're going to be here, we're going to be there, and if you don't give us what we need, we're going to be in more places. Um, and that's, you know, his leadership, I have tremendous respect. Uh, and it, it's, um, it's very much of this moment. I think he's, um, it's almost like he came out of nowhere. People outside the ranks of the UAW hadn't necessarily heard of him. But he's, he's got what America needs right now. He's just laying down the truth as he sees it. There's no pussy putting around it. He names corporate greed as the cancer and the plague on our society that it is. He's rebuking it. He's standing up to it. He's got many, many people who are following him. And I think it's inspiring people way beyond just the UAW and even just way beyond the labor movement. Do you think folks like Joe Biden, Donald Trump, you know, yourself, Asa Hutchinson, does this push us in a direction of a resolution here? Does this get us closer to a deal between the big three and the UAW? It's really not about us getting them closer to a deal. Uh, the, the UAW is dealing with the car companies. They're going to have to deal with the UAW. All that we can do is show our support, uh, add energy to it. But in terms of the negotiations, that's between them. You know, the point of a strike is to be inconvenient. The point of a strike is not necessarily to get it over with immediately. The point of a strike is to get what, what the uh, labor uh, organization is asking for at that time. And they're, they're, you know, look at what happened with WGA. They stood strong, they didn't fold, and they ultimately got their negotiated points. That's what you have to do when you're on strike. 
you can't be thinking in terms of get this over with quickly. You have to be thinking in terms of getting it over successfully. And that's why these people are so inspiring in all of these strikes, including UAW. You get a sense that they're there for as long as it takes. Look, Ford is already talking to them. They're not stupid. Um, and uh, it will be for everybody's benefit for this to go quickly. But you get a sense from UAW that they're going to be there for as long as it takes. The, the auto companies uh, feel that they are working to make investments into the future of, of, of vehicles, and that is certainly the electrification of vehicles. And their contention, at least some of them, is that with the investment that they're making now, it's going to be very difficult to remain competitive if they reach the threshold that the UAW is asking for. Is there is there anything that the UAW is asking for that you think might be too much? Is there a way for them to 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 acquiesce to maybe some of their demands? First of all, it's not for me or for any politician to comment on that specific. But I will tell you this: I'm not crying any tears for uh, the car companies when they say, "Oh, we're just running out of money." These people have made a quarter of a trillion dollars over the last decade. They're paying their CEOs in the, in the, uh, to the tune of $30 million a year while they have workers who uh, can't even live on just one job. So this crying tears from the auto industry when they're making the multi-billion dollars of profits they are, should that, that narrative, that PR narrative should not work for any of us. Yeah. And that's why you have 78% of the American people who are supporting labor right now. They're tired of that, uh, of that uh, manipulated uh, Well, they're in it for the long haul. We'll see how long this goes. Marion Williamson, thank you so much. Appreciate the time again, as always. Thank you very, very much. We'll take a break. Come back for more on JR Afternoon. Yes, we will give you an update on Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. You're not going to want to miss it.